welcome to another episode of the Thirsty Mom Podcast powered by Thirst. I'm your host, Lori, and today I'm interviewing Jeej. Jeej, welcome. Now, your real name is Jessica, yes. but we're going to call you Jeej because we know each other. But, I mean, Jessica just is not who I am. You're not. So you, no one calls you Jessica. Um, people who I don't like call me Jessica. <laughs> They're like, hi, Jessica. People You're who like, are not my friends call me uh, Jessica, or they call me Jess, which, like, makes me cringe. But, oh, my gosh. So, yes, Jeej is where Jeej. it's at. So, little background about us. We've known each other since... Since I was born. You were born. Yeah. So you were Gigi yes. all growing up, and that way you were darling, cute little Gigi. But now you're now a grown woman, and now it's Gigi. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> or, Madonna or Cher, just Gigi. Just Gigi. <laughs> hey, I like that. I like that. Okay, so born and raised in Santa Barbara. Yep. I mean, how fabulous is our lives? I mean, I didn't realize <laughs> it until I moved away oh, and then right? came back, and I was like, oh, right, this is paradise. Like, this is, right? I'm a little spoiled. I know. Yeah. My husband's from Yuma, Arizona. I'm sorry. And he was like, <laughs> I remember the first time driving to Santa Barbara. You know when you drive over the hill to Camarillo? Yep. He's like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I looked at him and I'm like, this is Camarillo. Yeah, you're like, we're going into Oxnard too. I'm like, like, I'm like Ventura, cities. Oxnard. I'm like, you just wait, my friend, if you think this is pretty. Anyways, I know, Santa Barbara. Ah, uh, gorgeous. It's beautiful. So how long have you lived in Salt Lake for? For a um, while. I moved when I was 18. I did a couple years back and forth for a little bit, but then I think by the time I was like 21, I was here, and I'm 39. So. And how long have you been married for? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're 39. Yeah, I because just, to I just me, turned I'm like, like so much week. older than you. And I, I am much older. But I'm like, you still are like so young. I know. You're 39. 39. I just turned 39 like last oh my, week. Oh and my it's gosh. Weird. Which, yay, February birthday. Yeah, love right? it. Um, we've been married, let's see, our oldest is 12. We've been married 13 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And how many kids do you have? Three boys. Boys. 12, 9, and 3. Oh, my Some gosh. Some days it feels like I have 8. Oh, my. <laughs> seriously. Well, you know, 3 is the hardest number of children. Is it? It is. Because you got one, your husband's got the other, and oh, then yeah. there's some random kid just running around. Like my dad says, it's zone defense at yes, that point. It's yes. zone defense once you go past two because oh there's God. not, like, you yes. can't one-on-one -on -one Man anymore. to man, yes. easy. And yes. then they outnumber you. But exactly. then, like... You like with me, you know, when I would have like four or five, six, like then they were old enough where I'm like, hey, now you're back to man. Oh, you yeah. got that kid, you got that kid, but yeah, three. Oh, I do that a lot. My 12 and nine year old helped me out with a three year old oh. a lot. I'm like, I need, like, I need some help because I can't, I can't. I need a nap. <laughs> I need a nap. I need every... a nap so you guys need to take care of your <laughs> So, are there any more children? Or are we good? You're no, done. we're good. I got shops closed. Shop is closed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, family five. I just thought. And you're here you're not moving you guys are here you're I mean, planted as of right now i mean if i mean if brian got a job somewhere Maybe. else and it was like we couldn't pass it up then sure i'm not opposed to it's open open but okay. yes for now we are here okay. we like it here so then what do you do for a job so i am a hairdresser slash makeup artist and i wish you could see this i know it's a podcast this is this, just to let you know about Jeej. This is just like a quick little five minute whoop 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 and running out the door. Oh, no. You look freaking amazing. Today really was. I woke up. I set my alarm for six thirty. I got up at seven ten. I had to leave my house by seven thirty, and I also had to get my toddler ready for daycare. Oh, so God. this really is a five minute. But I appreciate I, that. You are. But I love that on, on your Instagram you show tutorials because sometimes one I'm not a big makeup person, but when I'm like. 
like people like say, and I'm like, I don't even know that term. I don't know what that means or whatever. And, and then how do I apply it? I have no I idea. Have no and then you show, this is the contouring. This is the blah, 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 or whatever. And all the, those were like, I love that, but you haven't done it for a while. Why not? Um, basically I'm lazy. Like that's really <laughs> what it is. Cause I think about it at night before I go to bed. I'm like, well, it's night. I don't want to do my makeup now. And then a lot of times if I'm just running errands, I'm not doing anything. So I do need to get back to that. I think about that a lot. We love it. As someone, <laughs> as a just a regular mom, woman that doesn't do makeup very often or very well. Okay, well, I will do I it do for like you. It. I will because do it I'm you. like, how do I do a smoky eye? I have no idea. But I know I can go on your Instagram and figure it out. Do your makeup the night before. Sleep in your eyeshadow. Smoky eye. <laughs> rub it a couple times. <laughs> yeah, just like rub underneath. Like, you'll look fabulous. Have a couple drinks. Add you're a little good. rouge. You're good to go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so how long have you been doing makeup and hair? Um, so I've been a licensed hairdresser like 20 years. Holy I mean, moly. it's been about like 1920. And then I've always dabbled in makeup. Um, that was like my first love. My goal in life was to own everything that Mac ever made, but oh I realized that's not possible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just do like bridal shoots just for like word of mouth. Yeah. I don't necessarily advertise right now, mostly because I, my kids were little and it just, I couldn't. And, Brian worked at FedEx on Saturdays, and so it really limited my time. But yeah. so I'd probably say, I mean, since I was five, I've been a makeup artist, oh my but gosh. professionally, probably ten years. I love it. So your youngest is four. He'll be four in May. So he's in preschool. Um, he does daycare two daycare. days a week because okay. I work on Thursdays. Okay. Um, and so he's there, but it's like a preschool. I mean, they do reading, they do letters, okay. colors, and all that. Well, then stuff. you just got a couple of years, and he's in school all day I know. long. Which I'm like excited but sad about because he's kind of my little buddy, but also mm. he makes things really difficult. <laughs> like going places, it's difficult, but you know, he's oh a good type. Oh my gosh, he's I a love good it. Type. I love it. I have one of those too. Yeah. And yeah. I love him, and I love that he's in first grade. <laughs> All day, <laughs> bye bye. I know. I'm like, why can't why can't Riverton have all day um, kindergarten? Oh my gosh, they don't have it here either. But you can pay for it. I guess there's oh, certain not places. here, or not in this area. I don't know. I don't know if it's in Riverton that you can pay for it. But I know in surrounding cities of other people who are like, well, yeah, we have to pay for it. Which I'm like, well, that's stupid. Yeah, you should never have to pay for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> kindergarten on until yes. college. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You shouldn't have to take out a small loan until oh my college. Gosh. Okay. So. I brought you here not to talk about your fabulous talents of makeup and everything, yeah. but something happened when you were in high school. No, I had graduated. Oh, you had graduated. It was the December after I had graduated high school. Okay, yeah. so tell us what happened. Um, well, I was in a very bad headspace. Um, I struggled with an eating disorder like last part of my senior year, and I just was looking for love in all the wrong places, and I ended up getting pregnant at 19. Which yes. I swear, I thought it was high school. That's crazy. Okay. No, because it was so so close to that, and everyone actually, like, a rumor started, and it spread like wildfire through mm, high school, oh so that gosh. could be Maybe. Yeah. why. But, um, so yeah, I got pregnant, and it was really scary. And the sad part about it is I actually had an appointment to get an abortion because I was so terrified. Like, what would my parents say? Yeah. Like, you know, raised in an extremely religious household. Yep. Like, this was, like, the biggest no-no possible. Right. Um, so, um, but after, I gave my mom the greatest birthday present. I told her in a birthday card that I was pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Because I didn't know how to do it. Like, oh how do you do that? Like, oh. how do you devastate your mom like that? Was so, everyone there? No, no just I her. was the only one living at home. Okay. And she was making dinner. 
and she like actually guessed it. She's like, "You're pregnant, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's Mother's like, "Intuition." You're gonna have to tell your dad. And I was like, "Uh." No, I put it in the card for you. I, know, I was like, "No, I just thought it could be pillow talk for you, dad." Like, you know, whatever. And so he came home. I told, well, she's like, what do you have to tell your dad? And I just, like, couldn't tell him. Yeah. And so my mom tells him. Well, then he gets up from the dinner table and goes to a basketball game. Like, doesn't say anything to me. Just, like, leaves. Oh, Dawn. Because, of course, I mean, I think as a parent, and he's he's very calculated. When he has never yelled, ever, in my whole growing up. And I think for him, he needed to process it. Yeah. And he needed to figure out what he wanted to say to me so that he didn't regret saying something that was hurtful. Yeah. So I respect that about him, that he was like, I clearly can't do this right now, so I'm just going to remove myself from the situation. Well, then, of course, after he leaves, I just go to my friend's house, and I'm there for three days. I turn my phone off. I just, like, disappear because I'm like, Gosh. I've disappointed my parents. I've ruined my life. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So um, at that point, did you think of getting an abortion before talking to your mom or after talking to your mom and dad? Like where was, or kind of maybe all through the mix? Um, it was before and because one of my high school friend's moms had said, let's schedule you one before I told my mom. Okay. And then I told my mom, but I didn't tell her about the abortion. And then I called the birth father and I just said, hey, can you take me to the clinic? And he's like, I don't have time. I got to work. And at that moment, it, like, snapped me out of it. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, this is not who you are. Like, you don't believe in this. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to judge other people for making this decision. But for me, I'm like, this is not who you are. And so I canceled it. And I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. Because, like, even adoption wasn't even on the table either yet. Because I just wasn't sure what, was, what we were going to do. So then my mom and Kat, my sister, they ended up doing all this research and they're like, have you ever thought about adoption? And I'm like, well, no, because this was never going to be part of my plan. Right, right. Um, and so they they found um, LDS Family Services up here in Midville. And um, I don't know if you, if you knew about this, but there's a program, or there was a program with LDS Family Services that people could sign up to be substitute homes for birth mothers. So I could move up here. I could live with a family that was a substitute home. And then place the baby in Utah. Because in California, the, the birth father has to sign his rights away in order for the adoption to go through. Oh, and here in okay. Utah, I only had to be the one to sign. Okay. So um, they moved me up here. I lived with a substitute family. And they turned out to be, like, this amazing couple. They themselves were, like, wanting to adopt. They were trying to have kids. Which, and then, of course, I felt bad. I'm like, here I am, knocked up, and I don't even want to be. Oh, man. You know, so. Um, and the... the I'm going to call him sperm donor because that's what I call my quote unquote father because he doesn't deserve that title. So the sperm donor doesn't want anything to do with you anymore or no, this baby. No, he ghosted baby. me. He oh. like the minute, well first I told him and he's like, is it mine? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was 18. He was 28. And I'm like, holy I'm shit. I'm like, what? I'm like, you are the only person like, what? And then he ghosted me. Just stopped talking to me. Wanted nothing to do with me. Oh my gosh. So, which and was, that's before course, texting and real ghosting happened. Yes, and I was like, and I was <laughs> devastated because I was like, here I am, eighteen, and I'm like, like infatuated. I think with yes. the idea of him yeah. and like wanted him to want me. Right, right. But it wasn't even like I wanted to be a family. It's just like I wanted him to care. Yeah. And he didn't, and so it was super devastating. And I just was like, okay, I guess like 
I guess all I have is my family, which is great that I had a super supportive family. Right. And which I didn't even know that they had that program. So because we thought growing up having you there, we thought your parents were so embarrassed. Obviously, I know that we know differently. Like I knew differently a long time ago. But right when that happened, we felt like your parents were so embarrassed. They sent you away. They, it was not told to us till much later that what you just said, that if you had the baby in California, yeah. you had to have the SD, the sperm donor's right to sign it. Yes. And if you had it in, in Utah, totally different laws. But that's how I mean, gossip wildfire, but, man. I mean, the thing is, though, too, is I feel like I kind of, I kind of was shipped away in a little, in a little bit because as a parent, you know, when your child does something, you, it like reflects on you. Like, what could I have done differently? Could I have taught them better? Could I have like, so I think a little bit of it was we want to ship her off, not because we're bad parents, but because we don't want her around the sperm donor. We don't want her around these friends. We don't want her like, clearly she's not making great decisions. Right. Right. So like, we need to remove her from the bad situation and be over here. So it was it was a little bit a little, little bit, bit of off. everything. Okay. I think it was a little bit of everything, but I think ultimately that because my mom's like I don't want him coming and not signing and then here we're like oh here we gosh. have this baby, but like he's not going to take care of the baby. Yeah. So then we would take care of the baby and yeah, you know, it would so a whole different outcome. Yes. Okay, so you moved to Mur- Murray. You said Murray. Uh, Midville. Midville. Yes. And you live with this family for the entire um, seven, eight months, or what? So let's see. When I first moved up, I was about four months pregnant, three and a half, four months. And then when I was like eight months pregnant, she had a miscarriage. Oh no! And it was it devastated her, and I could tell like it just shifted. Things shifted. So then I ended up moving in with my um, cousin, Catherine Danes. I think, yeah. Becca roomed with her okay, yes. um, like, freshman year. Okay, so yes. I, her and her husband lived in Draper. So for okay. the last month of my pregnancy, I lived with them. Just okay. because I was like, I just feel like her and her husband need to grieve together, yeah, alone, right. and not have me in this situation where she's constantly reminded of, like, what's happening. Yeah. So, yeah, so I lived with her, and then I delivered at Alta View Hospital in Sandy. Um, and, yeah, I mean, what? So you deliver the baby, and immediately, like, you get to hold him? him. Yeah, I got to hold him. Him. Yeah, I got to hold him, um, I think, for, like, 24 hours. So I had him for 24 hours, and we were just going to do the kind of the handoff in the hospital. But I was like, I don't know, I kind of need some closure. Like, I kind of want to say my goodbyes. So we, um, I was able to take him back home for a minute. I changed, and then we met. So let's see. I was in the hospital for 24 hours. They released me. Then I went home, got a change of clothes, all the stuff I needed. Then we went to LDS Family Services, and I was able to have, like, a few minutes with him, like, alone, just saying my goodbyes. And Did you ever change your mind or think twice? Yeah, when I had him, I was, like... I'm like, mom, can we keep him? She's like, he's not a puppy. Usually I don't get emotional. Like, it, it changes. <laughs> but she's like, he's not a puppy. Like, we can't, we, you know, like, I can't, I'm not old. I'm too old. I've done this. Like, I know this is really hard, but I promise, like, this will be a good thing. And so um, I said our goodbyes, and then we took, they, I didn't take him in, because I was like, I just don't think I have it in me to take him and 
give him to this family. Did you meet the family? Did you get to choose the family? Um, so I got to choose the family. I went through like thousands and thousands and thousands, wow. no joke, of families that wanted babies. Oh my gosh. And I remember, so my son's biracial and I remember thinking I want him to have biracial f- parents because, you know, I don't want him to feel like this outlier with yeah. this family. Right. And, and one of the stipulations I was like, they can't live in Utah County. <laughs> But guess what? They lived in Provo, and he taught at BYU. The, ah! the dad. And I was like, of course. But they, um, so I found this family, and they actually were on what is called a soft hold. So another birth mother had, cho- had her and one other, mother, or one other family, she had chosen two families and was picking. And so I said, well, I, I want this family. Well, it turns out the girl picked the other family. I ended up getting this family. So I call we call them and we tell them that, you know, they're getting a baby. And of course they're just like sobbing on the phone. Mm-hmm. They're super excited. But the cool thing was, is that the whole, the whole thing, um, I had the most amazing experiences, like spiritual experiences surrounding it. Um, like when he, I was, I asked them if I could choose his name because I was like, I know I'm giving him to you, but this is something that I would really like to do. And I'm sitting talking to my cousin one night and I was like, oh, I think I was, I was talking about the 12 tribes and I was going to say something else. And like the name Jacob just like popped out of my mouth. And I was like, that's his name. Like 100%. So I call the family cause the, my caseworker was like, call the family and tell them. So I call the family and tell them she starts sobbing and I'm like, oh. is this like an ex-boyfriend? Like, does she hate this name? Like, oh, is shoot. this, like, is this like triggering for her? So she tells me that in, cause the, um, the adoptive father is from Africa. My sister calls him the African King cause he's six, nine Holy and he moly. just has this presence about him. Like oh he gosh. is just this, like, and he's the most gentle man. Um, and so in Nigerian culture, it, um, you name the firstborn son after the father. So they were going to the temple they were praying about it all these things about like what they should name their kid and or what they should name their baby and the name jacob in the temple came to them it at church came to them everywhere they went the oh name my and they kept fighting it and then when i told them they were like she started sobbing like this is the confirmation that we needed that oh, this was his name my goodness you know and i was like that's crazy and so then the day that he was born his dad said they had gotten the car seat and stuff ready you know like ready for his arrival and stuff and um his dad said that the to the minute that he was born he was like i felt his presence so strongly i had to turn around in my back seat and make sure he was not in the car seat oh behind me. my gosh so like just these little things yes. that i'm like this is his family like this is who he belongs with and his dad even was like you know this um like i believe that these kids because they have two more adoptive daughters and he's like I believe that these kids were meant to be our children they just came to us in a in a different Different way way. yeah and I wholeheartedly believe that just with all the little things that lined up to be this family yeah so did you have contact through the years because how old is Jacob now um he's 19 so did you have like did you ever see him? Did they just send mail you a picture or zero contact? Like how did that go? So it's a semi-open adoption. So I could know first names, no last names. Um, and they gave me pictures and letters up until he was three. And then after he's three, I got letters. And then slowly but surely, but like maybe when by the time he was like five or six, I just stopped receiving letters. And then nothing. I didn't hear anything. I didn't know. I didn't see pic- like nothing. Um, 
And then one day, um, right after Brian and I got married in 2008, I received a message on Facebook from his mom. Like, is this the same Jessica? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, I'm so happy you contacted me because um, his his dad had done like an I Am Mormon video. Mm Mm-hmm. And he, Jacob was like in the background playing, and so like I and they had moved to Georgia at this point. Okay. Um. And but I had no way of contacting them. So then his mom reached out to me. But then after I responded to her, then she never responded back. So I was like, well, clearly there's something like maybe she's not ready. Right. And I'm like, and I respect that. Like it's a little scary. Yeah. Um. And then um. They, you know, so we, you know, went on with our lives or whatever, and then. I got a wedding invitation a few years ago from a friend from back home. She was getting married and she was doing a destination wedding in Nashville. And I was like, oh, I want to go to Nashville. I've always wanted to go. My husband's from Georgia. Like he was born here, but they moved when he was one to Marietta. And we had just had some friends recently move um, to Sharpsburg, which is south of Atlanta. So I was like, oh, we should like meet up with them. We can drive down to Nashville, like make it a whole like weekend, right? It will be really fun. And I just, I told Brian, I said, I really feel like we need to go. Um, I ended up, I ended up Facebook stalking kind of his dad, not the sperm donor, but like his dad. Um, cause he has a Nigerian name. So it's very unusual. It's not like Dan Smith or something. Right, so right. it was easy to find him on Facebook. And I just reached out and I said, Oh, sorry, let me back up. My friend who moved to Sharpsburg, they just picked this random city in Georgia to live in. They decided they didn't want to live in Utah anymore. They were both born and raised here and they wanted to move. They picked Georgia. They just picked a random city, moved there. Right. So I'm talking to his dad and I said, Hey, we're going to be in, in, um, Nashville. Like, I don't know where you guys live in Georgia, but like, I would love to meet Jacob if you guys are ready for me to do that. He, he, it's like three or four days and he writes me back. Well, come to find out they're in my friend's steak in Georgia of all the steaks. I mean, granted in other States, it's different because like you really can like, 40, 50 miles away, be in the same stake as somebody just because there's not very many. But she's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And come to find out they live like 20 minutes from her house. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, (laughs) what are the freaking odds of that happening? Like that is so bizarre. So I reach out, they take a couple days. We're like driving home from Nashville. So the wedding's over, all this stuff. Cause his mom was like, I'm gonna leave it up to him, you know, to see, cause he was 15 at the time. I'm gonna leave it up to him, see what he wants to do. So then we don't hear and I'm like, well, I'm like, that's fine. Like he doesn't, you know, maybe he just doesn't want to. Anyways, on the way home from Nashville, she sends me a message. So he decided he wants to meet you. She's like, sorry, it's taken so long. He's kind of, um, he's, he's a man, a few words. And also he's a teenage boy. So I think he forgot that she had even asked him that. (laughs) So we set up this meeting and him and like, they brought the whole family, you know, to meet. So we were sitting in my friend's living room, just like, and you have children, my kids were not with us. Brian was with me. Okay. So it was me and Brian. So Brian gets to meet him. And Brian's known about him since we were dating. Because I'm like, this is this is a part of my story. And right. so, like... You, you got to be okay with You got to get on board. Because, like, <laughs> there's nothing changing about this. Right, so, like, right. you know. Um, so we meet him. And cute Brian. He cried. Like, when Aww. he met... I didn't cry, but Brian cried. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really cute. He was just like, oh, I just love him so much. I mean, that's oh, the kind of person Brian gosh. is, though. He's just, like, so Teddy loving. Bear. Love it. Um... And he didn't, Jacob didn't say a whole lot when we first met, but it was really cute. He sat next to me, like, on the chair, and, like, we looked through, like, baby albums of, like, all growing oh up pictures that I had never seen. And um, and then from that point on, his mom, his mom was really cute. She's like, maybe you can help motivate him. He's not super, like, he doesn't, he's not motivated very easily, you know. 
And he, but it was weird. He was like my brother. He, like his mannerisms were like my brother. Yeah. Everything was, that he did was like my brother. I'm like, this is so weird. Yeah. But you're not my brother. Yeah. And so it was cool seeing that though. Um, but then we exchanged phone numbers and like from 15 on, we just, we texted occasionally. Like I tried to let him come to me. I didn't want to infiltrate his life right. and just be like this like huge I know I'm a lot to take sometimes and I'm this huge personality, but I also didn't want him to feel overwhelmed. Like, why are you texting me all the time? Yeah. So I would text him occasionally, like birthdays, Christmas. Um, he's a huge basketball play- fan. And so I checked like, su- you know, certain teams that he liked. I was, you know, if they were in the playoffs and I was like, man, they really sucked tonight, didn't they? <laughs> so we had, you know, we kind of had this a little bit rapport. Um, and then he decided well, I decided to fly out there for his graduation, and high school graduation. So I went out there. And and you're totally cool with his mom and dad. Oh, I love his mom and dad. They're amazing. Like, they just are such wonderful people. His mom is, she's just the cutest. She's this girl from Idaho. and Is she, she's white? She's white. So she's white in the, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're just really, they're just a really cute, she's an accountant, and he's like an artist. He does all these beautiful, like, sculptures. They actually oh sell goodness. them at Desert Book, his sculptures. Oh, my goodness. Um. And his mom and dad have been really great about just facilitating our relationship, just being very open, like, it's okay. Although she did tell me. So I asked her at the graduation. I was like, oh, where's your husband? But I said his name. And she's like, who? And I was like, what? I'm like, look at my friend. Because I made her come with me. I was like, you're coming with me because this I don't want to be alone. And so she's like, I don't know. And then it clicked. And she's like, so our caseworker like really scared us about birth moms and how crazy they can be. So I actually didn't tell you his real name, the dad. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, well, to be fair, you didn't know. It could have gone either way. I'm like, I mean, I'm not crazy, but like, I mean. You so can, she totally gave you a She totally name. gave me a fake name. And that's like, hilarious. And so I was like laughing because I'm like, that's really funny. But I, I'm like, I get it. Like they're. There were, I mean, the caseworker told me nightmare stories yeah, about. they don't always work out. Yes, yes, people threatening lives and things like that. So I get it, but it was just really funny. And then um, he and he's down at UVU now, and so we've gotten to see him more. more. Um, and don't doesn't your doesn't Becca's daughters go to school with them or something? Yeah, yeah right. So your sister's still my niece, like. She saw him and she's like, that looks like Jacob. And oh she's like, no, that's not him. And then like later she like texted me about it and I ended up texting him. And then she's like, that was him. Oh but my. then the next day she sees him again. So then she goes up to him. They introduce each other. Oh like, my gosh. you know, and every, every whatever days they go to school and they have the same music class or whatever, they chat and stuff like that. So, and then we went down to Bombay house in Provo cause that's where he works like for a sister's dinner. Oh my gosh. You know, and we got to see him, you know, working and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, he's, he's really funny. He's very, he's very quiet, but very, I mean, you know, my brother, he's very much like my brother, his demeanor, everything about him is very much like Don. Oh my gosh. That's so So wild. It's just, it's really crazy. And how did, did your boys, did your, yes, my boys met him. He came, they like are obsessed with him. They want him all the time at our house. Oh my gosh. Although my oldest is like, well, he's not like taking my spot. I'm like, no, he's oh. not taking your spot as the oldest. You will always be the oldest in our family. Like kind of think of him as a cousin because I'm not like, I, I gave birth to him, but I'm not his mom. Yeah. And so, um, our relationship is just not going to be the same as my relationship with you guys. Um, of course, he's always welcome at our home. He's gonna be—he's a part of our family, regardless. And um, and I—I I did reach out to him 
right after we saw him at Bombay House, I just reached out and said, uh, well, because he's like, I was so excited when you told me you guys were coming to dinner. I was Aww. like, oh, that's really cute. But I was like, you know, I just want you to know, like, I'm here for you no matter what. But I also don't want to overstep my bounds. So, like, whatever type of relationship you want with me, I will be happy with. And he's like, I really appreciate that. Um, and so, because I realized I, my whole life has been shaped by this experience. Like, his existence has shaped me as a person. Right. I don't have that same influence over his life. Right, right. He's been such a huge part of mine, but I'm not a huge part of his, which, that's fine. Yeah. But it's, it's, I'm trying to navigate how to have that relationship with him and not, and re remind myself that like, hey, you're not such a big moving force in his life. You gotta remember that, that this is not something that he probably even thinks about ever. Right. So, and you have to be okay with that. Which, there's been days where I've been a little angry, like where I find myself making snarky comments, even to him, which I'm like, okay, come on, like, Get it together. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's huge because a lot of times people want to be like, oh, I'm the mom, you know, and yeah. welcome them back as the mom role, which it's not. It's different. It's Has totally SD different. ever tried to step? Oh, well, no. He, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so is mine. Maybe they're the same guy. Well, I feel like if you're doing those things, you've got to be oh the worst. Oh, my gosh. They are the worst. He, so, like, after I had placed him, I had gone, like, I had met him at a park or something and showed him pictures and stuff. And he's like, when are we going to start our family? Oh and I was like, I'm God. sorry, what? Like, are you kidding me? Oh my I get pregnant, you ghost me. And now you're like, he's like, I'm mad at your parents for all this. And I was like, okay, go cry me a river. You're such a liar. You are such a liar. And then when I was in beauty school, so then like, what, like three or four years later, I get a phone call from him and I'm like, why are you calling me? Weird. And he's like, well, I just want to, like, check up on you. And, of course, me being me, I was like, look, if you don't see my name in the obituaries, I'm fine. Oh, like, don't ever, call, don't ever call me again. You have, you have given me, you have no value to give to me. Yeah. Like, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not friends with people. I don't have relationships with people because of what they can give to me. But I'm like, you literally. Yeah. He sucks. You have no value. Yeah. Nothing. And I've given, I've even told that to Jacob. I said, cause I asked him, have you ever wanted to meet your dad? Like your, you know, your birth father. And he's like, not really. He's like, you know, I've thought about it. I've sat with it for a long time. And he's like, and I've never felt the desire to want to meet him. And I said, I'm not, I don't want to speak ill of him, but he would give you absolutely no value. He would probably disappoint you more than anything no. because he wouldn't be a part of your life. He would use it for show. I mean, I had a friend whose cousin dated one of the birth father's friends and she was like, oh yeah, he carries around Jacob's picture and like shows everyone Weird. and like talks about how amazing I am. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm amazing. I'm like, you don't have to pay child support. And I literally disappeared from your life. Oh my gosh. Of course you think I'm amazing. What man who had a baby with someone would not think that person is amazing. Right. Like, right. come on. I'm like, you, and he has like, he has like five or six other kids with like, who knows how many other women. Oh, man. And I'm like, who knows if he even takes care of them. I mean, Ugh. like, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Clearly, apparently I'm still bitter. I didn't know this. <laughs> well, it, no. And I think you have a right to be because it could have been. A, he, it could have been a better thing. It could have been a bigger thing that he could be just like you with a great, 
you know, another great ally for Jacob. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to be married and have this family, but it could have been better. And so I, I understand what you're saying. As a mom, especially, yeah. we're like, step it up, dude. Step it up. Oh, and I'm like, and if you ever want to meet him, like, is he going to be disappointed in you? I mean, I even feel that way. Some, I told Brian, I said, I just worry that, like, you know, maybe I'm not what Jacob thinks I should be. And maybe I disappoint, like, I'm a disappointment a little bit to him because maybe I should have been X, Y, and Z. So I'm like, if I'm feeling that, yeah. I'm like, I know for sure. I mean, his dad has never, his birth father has never amounted to anything. Yeah. Like, he just, I don't know. So I'm like, how could you not think that? they would be disappointed. And I'm like, if I feel like I'm like, I don't want to put Jacob through that disappointment of like, maybe not feeling wanted. Right. Like I understand it was an un, unplanned pregnancy and maybe I would have chosen a different way to do things, but I'm like, I didn't. And I wouldn't take it back for anything because it's made me a stronger person. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just, he sucks. Enough about him. Back to Jacob. <laughs> Back to Jacob, but yeah. how cool is it that he just lives 30 minutes away from you guys? I know. It's, it really is, like, so amazing because I never in a million years thought he would come back. Because his like, family's still in Georgia, yeah, right? Yeah, his family still lives in Georgia. And, I mean, he's even talked about going back and going to school back there. Um, and I asked him that a couple weeks ago, and he's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm here, I'm here in Utah at least until June because he signed a contract, and we all know how the contracts at BYU oh, work. They you are, cannot get out of them. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I don't know. It will be interesting to see kind of like I haven't – when I saw him two weeks ago, that was the first time I had seen him since Thanksgiving. Brian's family invited him up. He met the whole family. Wow. like. Brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews. Oh my like, goodness. I mean, there was like 30 people loans. that he met. And I was like, do you, Mike, I just Are want you to okay? know, you're invited. But like, I also understand if you're no, like, no. this is a nightmare. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Um, so yeah, so he met the whole family. He played football with them on like oh, Thanksgiving fine. morning. And I just hadn't seen him since then because he had gone back to Georgia for Christmas. So, but yeah, I just think. So what is Jacob doing in school? What does he want to be? Music production. Wow. Yeah. So he really wants to be a music producer for all of the famous oh singers and rappers and Dr. All that Dre stuff. and Eminem and, yep. and the whole Super Bowl. Although I was like, I grew up in California. Like, it's not as glamorous as it seems. Like, um, Hollywood is a dump of a city. It is. Totally. So you know, my Utah friends are like, Hollywood. I'm like, um, like it ew. is so dirty. It's disgusting. And there's so many, but it is, it is filth. It smells like piss and pot mixed together. <laughs> it's disgusting. I know. So when uh, people tell me like, I want to be famous, I'm like, do you? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> but that's good. I'm like, I like, he has this, like, he's really into music. And that's I'm awesome. like, obviously if it's like motivating to him, he like, he gets yeah. to be in the studio and like do these things. So him. I'm like, good for you. He's like drive and a vision. Yes. And, good. and I'm like, and I like, I love music. My brother taught himself how to play guitar and taught himself how to do all these other things. And like Jacob plays the saxophone, the piano, the guitar. And I just think to myself, all of these experiences that he's had, like all of these wonderful things that he's done, I'm like, he would not have been able to do that with me. I would not have been able to afford to put him in piano lessons or get him guitar lessons or have right. him do saxophone or any of the things that he's been able to do. And so like, I'm grateful that he's been given all these opportunities that he was not able to have, would not have been able to have with me. Oh my gosh. And I know that. So it's, it's huge. That's amazing. I mean, he's, he's a, and he's a really good kid. He's just a nice, gentle, 
person. And I'm like, how can you ask for anything better, right? So wonderful. A functioning member of society. <laughs> I'm still, the jury's still out on my other kids, like whether or not they're going to be functioning members of society. So I'm like, at least I have one kind of stake in somebody who's a good person. My kids are, my kids are really good, but you know, they're still young. They're and young. They're still. You just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. I feel you on so many levels. I know I'm like, I got three good ones. I'm not sure how to wrestle. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing. I know that yes. it's like a very intimate personal story, but thank you for sharing because I know other people are adopted or have are going are wanting to be uh, to adopt a child. Yes. I mean, there's so many stories about this, good and bad, but thankfully yours ended up great. I know. So I appreciate you sharing this with us. Well, thanks for doing this. It's really fun to talk about and clear. I don't get emotional all the time. Maybe it's something about you that brings the emotion out in me. <laughs> well, again, thank you. I appreciate it. Honey. Thanks.